podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Deadline Dilemmas by Fantasy Football Scout ahead of game week 17. We're a little bit earlier in the week, but then so so's the deadline as well. And as always, I'm here with Praz and we're, we're bang on time today, literally two seconds past nine. Absolutely. Uh, and we're going to be bang on time in terms of our 40 minute target as well. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where the conversation goes. How are you doing, Rich? Yeah, I'm good. I, I feel like there's a lot to talk about. Um, I've tried to simplify it in my head a little bit. I know you've been messing around with, with flow charts, which you love um, and simplifying it for everyone. I mean, it's uh, I think I think it will boil down to two or three things or what people expect of, of Haaland, whether he's fit now or whether he's back shortly after the blank or a little bit after the blank and that should sort of shape our thinking in terms of the people we should target yeah sounds good i think there's going to be yeah most of it's going to be about harland and strikers but obviously there's implications around that and exactly yep those are what those that are watching um don't forget to like and subscribe and if you click in the description not in the comments in the description you can get 20 percent off which is pre-season prices that's like the fantasy football scout members area so Praz, where where do you even want to begin? Do we begin with Haaland and then let's do that? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. What what are you thinking in terms of um I mean maybe we start with the team and then in the in the context of the team, we you can talk about what you're thinking about Haaland. As in with my team or the Man City yeah. team? Uh your team or what I mean, whatever yeah. you prefer. We yeah. can do the flow chart, yeah. you can do a team. Yeah, let's let's go to my team. Let's go to my team okay. first, because I guess that's where the decision is gonna lead a lot of people. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll read mine out quickly for those that are listening. Um, but I've got Dubravka in goal, Saliba, Gabriel, Livramento and Simakas, Saka, Son, Salah captain and Palmer. So the midfield, probably most, the four midfielders most people have got. And then I've got Darwin and Haaland, Haaland inverted commas. And then subs, I've got Pedro, Garnacho, and then Charlie Taylor, who's suspended. So... The reason I got Garnacho, and I did talk about it on Scoutcast a bit, and it was, to be fair, it was you that put the seed in my mind, but then then you were quite cautious about it, and I think you were trying to talk talk me out of it. In the well, I, I, I was looking at uh, Douglas Luiz and Solanke for a hit, in fact, because I wanted oh, to course, get it yes. done last week, um, and I was fairly close to that. That's what I, you know, when I went to bed before the deadline, <clears throat> this is what my move was. Then somehow I just decided, look, let's wait on Solanke. Injuries can happen. Maybe what I need to do Watkins to him. And now, as it turns out, I need to do Haaland to, to or I could be doing Haaland to Solanke. So maybe the hit wasn't needed. Um, and Gordon is okay. He looks like he's fit today. So, But coming back to your team, indeed, that uh, it's a little bit of a shame for people who are planning to get a third striker or planning for the blank. The two guys who we were going to bench, Mbumo and Haaland, are now you know not... Uh, affected and so people's game week blank uh, 18 team looks absolutely fine yeah that's that's the thing and then yeah like you say planning to bring in that third striker I've obviously gone for Garnacho when I could have gone for someone more expensive um, I mean I was 0.1 off off of Sterling for example but the whole plan was like you you were going to get looking at that hit for Solanke I was going to do Pedro to Solanke this week and to be honest if Haaland's fit that would still be the move I make but every single day that goes past that budget's getting tighter and tighter and I haven't got that much budget and if Haaland's ruled out I may not even end up going for Solanke I'll probably then start looking at like an Alvarez Watkins ahead of next week I'm not overly excited about Watkins this week um, but obviously I do regret selling them so the whole the whole thing's funny I might not be able to get Solanke now because I plan to get Solanke if, if that makes sense 
I agree, but you could also think about taking a hit for Solanke, right? I mean, you could go Alvarez and or Watkins and Solanke for the for the because ultimately you don't want to be playing Garnacho this week. No, I mean that's the thing. So it would either be it would be to bring Solanke in for Pedro if I don't want to do a hit. But right. if I decide to do that hit for two strikers, then I might go for Alvarez. I might go for Watkins. Mm. I mean, I suppose I could just skip Alvarez completely, who blanks next week, and go for Solanke and Watkins. Um, I mean, it seems that annoying that I'll be, and then I'll have Darwin, who I'm I'm completely fine with for this week. Yeah. I mean, I'm, no one's going to be selling Darwin this week. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine. I mean, uh, Rob T has uh, Liverpool to score almost three goals, which is embarrassing as a Man United fan. But this is what the markets are predicting. I'm, so I'm going to pop Rob T's graphic up there, actually, just so yeah. people can. Ha- I'm sure a lot of people have seen it already. But like you say, yeah, Liverpool, 2.8 goals, home to Man United. I mean, that's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And we're still waiting to see teams tomorrow. I suppose that's one thing with deadline dilemmas today is, I mean, we haven't seen the Brighton team. I don't think that's going to affect too many people because even people like me with Pedro... I mean, the fact that everyone's going to be going for three strikers if Haaland's out, it kind of kills him. Probably the same Correct. with your Wood pick. Wood's, Correct. Wood's dead, as it were. But as a, as a pick, I think the third striker, I mean, Solanke's going to be the cheapest third striker a lot of teams are going to go for. Unless they've got a really good fifth one. midfielder. But who, though? I mean, because because people have Palmer, uh, you've got a five million, you know, you could go for Douglas Lewis, even Gordon's not that expensive. So you do have the ability, especially when people are going around to one premium. It's, uh, I think, just eight attackers just makes a lot of sense in a lot of teams. And I think Watkins, Darwin, Haaland is difficult, but I think budget-wise, Solanke is a lot more easy to do. Uh, and so I can see people doing that. It does make Darwin a bit of a spanner because you're right. He does suck out a lot more money than Solanke, for example. And then meanwhile, Solanke's going up, but you can't sell Darwin. I mean, obviously, you haven't got that problem. Yeah. I mean, I'm actually going to put your team on the screen because I think you're in a better position because you've already got Watkins in. So your decision's a lot more straightforward. I mean, if you do the hit for strike, because I'm guessing you're going to be looking at Watkins and Solanke. Well, so I have not Watkins, Watkins so- and Solanke. So it's Solanke and Alvarez. Uh, no. So, so essentially there's three scenarios, right? Haaland yeah. is okay. And by the way, shout out to Andy Martin. He's in the chat. Obviously he thinks Haaland is fine. Um, and so if that is the case, then I will just do Solanke for Chris Wood and I will downgrade Saliba to Pau Torres. Simple. Because I want a, a Villa defender now for the longer term, because, you know, the other day I was actually doing like a fixture ticker from game week 21 onwards. Because just to see that after all this Salah and Sun money is flowing around, who do you actually even want for that period? And actually, it's Brighton, number one, Aston Villa, number two, um, and I think it's Bournemouth or somebody, number three. So it's not a lot. So what that tells me is maybe a Villa defender makes sense if Stupinian is fit, but Watkins definitely makes sense. So I wanted to have that structure, and this was going to be my move this week uh, because I wanted Solanke. This was before the Haaland news. I just thought, look, Saliba is fine. Double Arsenal defence is fine this week. But long term, I want to leave one slot open, maybe to get Odegaard for Sun, or maybe go back to a White or somebody else. So uh, that would be my move if Andy Martin is correct and Haaland is fine. So so do you have one free transfer, right? I have one, but I'm okay to take a hit this week because I just think there are certain weeks where you can do it because of a little bit of a longer term structure change because now let's come to the second scenario which is that Haaland is out longer than people think which is basically going to game week 20 and if Haaland is out longer than people think 
then for the foreseeable future, for the next eight, nine game weeks, we need to be thinking about a one premium structure, which is just Haaland uh, or now just Salah. And then after game week 20, just Haaland. Because what you could do in game week 20 is when Salah plays Newcastle, you can basically switch around Salah to a Foden or a Bowen or an Odegaard. And then you're one striker up to Haaland. So you can have that long-term view that Haaland is out. Or even if he's not out, just like other people have done, I'm going to pray that against Everton in game week 19, he's not going to hurt me too much. So that's doable. And so if that was the case, then again, I'm happy to take a hit because I'll do Haaland to... Solanke, mm-hmm. and then I can do Gehi to Trent, I can do Gehi to Poro, um, and I still have money to do Livermento to Trippier the week after. So basically, I'm going to spend the Haaland money knowing that I will get Haaland back only by selling Salah in due course. And this is music to people's ears who have sold Haaland or never had Haaland, because this is what their structure is. So everybody's basically taking hits to get to their team, which, I mean, it's Tremendous luck when, you know, as soon as Man City's fixtures improve that Haaland gets injured. I mean, if we get a definitive answer, like he's out long term, you're, you're right. Everyone's going to, everyone's going to be going there. Everyone's going to be going there as, as quickly as possible. I mean, I was even looking at a route because obviously you've got, you've got one Liverpool. I was even looking at a route of moving Simicast, let's say I downgrade some money this week, actually moving Simicast to Trent. Like in yeah. the in the next couple of weeks, obviously that would need a longer timeline because you're right. There's money's not money's really really tight right now um, for the next couple of weeks, and then it almost doesn't matter. And then you're probably going to see people with benches, like I mean, like the bench points I was putting up the last couple of weeks, where correct, they, correct, correct. And that's going to be the next thing is trying to get, and I think that makes it a more fun game trying to predict how you know the rotations work. Yeah, I would question though. So the first move you said about your downgrade Saliba. Mm-hmm. And I get that Saliba's expensive, but I mean, it's it's a downgrade for this week, isn't Actually, is it? No, it is. Yeah. I mean, playing Mali, they're away, away from Brentford, home um, is not the same. It is a downgrade this week, but then it gets me Solanke this week and I can yep. bench Haaland. So it's like a luxury of not having to bring back Haaland later because the, you know, let's say the rumors are that he's on the bench. Like, you know, he's not going to start Palace, but he's almost, almost back. I'm, I don't want another transfer later or, or I don't want to commit no. to a double transfer to get him back in two weeks. Um, you know, what if Salah's red hot and maybe Salah against Newcastle becomes like an amazing differential. You know, like Sun was at home to Newcastle. Imagine if Salah does something like that. So I don't have to do that. Whereas if if Haaland is close to fitness. The most complicated one though is what if Haaland is... We don't know, right? You know, we, we Pep is again saying no idea. We don't get any leaks. We have no idea going into this. So therefore, you don't want to sell him and spread his money too much. Also, you don't want to be too passive and say, I'm going to keep him and bench him because what if he's out long? So what's your view on on that scenario, which is basically the more likely scenario? I have thought of that. And I, I think we should get to your flowchart in a minute as well. But I've just put yeah. my team back on the screen. I think in the, in that scenario, I would do the original plan. I'll do Pedro to Solanke. Then I'd start. I'd start Solanke over Haaland because I'm quite happy playing Saliba, Gabriel, Liveramento, and Simakas. Obviously, yeah. I say this ahead of all the European games ending, and I'd still have Pedro on the bench. Who I, I mean, I actually no, I wouldn't because in that scenario I'd sell him. Um, there is a scenario where I keep him, but let's say we don't know about Haaland. I I see the merit in just keeping him this week. I could still sell him in the blank. Like I could still get to the blank and sell him. Um, actually, one move I'd look at there is let's say I do Pedro to Solanke this week. And wait for more Haaland news. 
Um, then I could do Haaland to Watkins. And then I could switch um, Darwin back to Haaland the, w- the week after. I like so, that. I mean, a lot of people will do that. But in your case, you might have to also do the hit for Solanke. So you might do, again, your choice. Oh, what Darwin to Solanke? Jao Pedro to Solanke and Haaland to Watkins. And then next week do uh, Darwin to back to Haaland or in game week 19. Yeah, I think Darwin back to Haaland would, because of a price drop, I think I would have to make another move. Um, but I'd, I'd actually be okay with that. And actually, I'll probably look at T- Torres or, or Konza, a, bit, a mm. bit like you were talking about. And yeah, that possibly would actually be for Saliba. So I question you selling him now, but maybe Saliba will go next week. Um, I have nothing against the Arsenal defenders, though. Like Saliba, obviously, we didn't get on him early, so he is quite expensive for us. But it's going to get to the point where if you don't do many defensive transfers, they're just going to become good again. And that happens yeah. a lot in FPL, doesn't it? The fixtures would just catch up when you, you can't make the moves. I mean, look at Poro. This, I mean, I look at Zoff's team, right? Zoff wildcarded in game week six or seven. Yeah. And he was basically after game week 10 trying to catch up with the wildcard teams. He was trying to buy, buy Salah, sorry, Saka. He was buying Simicas. He was, you know, basically just repairing the team and catching up with others. He was buying Watkins. In the process, he had no time to sell Gordon, no time to sell Poro. (laughs) And now basically they're in, you know, everybody wants them. So yeah, this always happens. If you you go for a team that is a good team with a good player, you could get unlucky like a cash and he loses his place. But you could also get lucky and that team's fixtures have now come around and He's still providing attacking returns and you're still now everybody wants your player. So this is it's a cyclical thing. Yeah, I was gonna use cash as the example of the time it time it didn't work because that that's really unlucky. And now obviously everyone's looking at Paul Torres. I mean his price has been shooting up. I'm I'm sure Concert's gonna rise soon as well. So yeah, Arsenal defenders aren't a problem, but I might have to free up some money with with that route. Um but obviously I, I guess there's gonna be a lot of people that can't do like their third striker up to Solanke, for example. Um, and I guess in that scenario, I mean, would you would you do a hit? Let's say we don't know about Haaland. I, I suppose you'll just do the Haaland down and then sort it out in the future. You just do Haaland to Solanke or Watkins or someone like that or Jesus or, you know, basically there there are options um, and you just park the money. You just don't spend it and then you're ready to change it back to, to Haaland when he's ready. Yeah, and then we could get news in game week eighteen that maybe we get an update that Haaland's out longer, and then and then I guess you can just spend the money. Then you spend it. Then you yeah. spend it. Now eighteen is a problem because um, well, eighteen is the Thursday deadline, so we will have no press conferences. I mean, obviously, City are over in Saudi Arabia, so we don't other press conferences for Pep during that time. But what I mean is, we'll be going blind with that team. Even in nineteen, City are not the team that are playing on the first day. So you won't have leaks or you won't know if Haaland is starting or not. The only saving grace is that their final in Saudi Arabia is on a Friday and their game is on a Wednesday against Everton. So there is a decent amount of time for them to get back and 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 be ready for, for the Everton game. But then Sheffield United is just two days later because Wednesday night they play Everton and then two you know, then they have Thursday and Friday break. Saturday they have Sheffield United at home. And, and benches are going to be much, much better than we thought they were going to be a couple of weeks ago. Indeed. So, I mean, I guess it's not as much of a problem as it as it was going to be. Um, well, touch wood anyway. And also a lot of players, because a lot of players got suspended this week. And obviously there's a lot of teams sat there with red flags everywhere. And I think we've both got quite lucky with that. But yeah. 
we also deliberately avoided for our fifth midfielder. We didn't want, you know, Doug Louise, for example, because of that. Um, I suppose in 18, they're going to be very well set. I mean, I mean, we're quite lucky. We've got Taylor. He's definitely going to play. Is that lucky? Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I mean, Palmer, I guess he could be a risk, couldn't he? Because he's on, he's, he's caught on up on four. four yellows. That would, that would be a, like genuinely annoying. Um, I guess if you've sold Haaland, then you will have the luxury to play with that money and do something. I don't think people will sell Palmer necessarily, but you no. could upgrade a fourth defender to somebody or anybody if you have a view that uh, Haaland is out longer. But this is all going to be a little bit iterative where maybe this week you don't really go and spend the money. You're a little bit cautious even if you sell Haaland. Uh, and then a week later you learn a little bit more about his injury. And then if you if you learn that he's out longer, then then you then you spend it like we mentioned. But tell me tell me about Alvarez because you mentioned you're pretty high on Alvarez as a pick. But would you still be high on him if you knew that Haaland is coming back in maybe in 19 yeah i mean that relies that's the one I'm, that's the one i'm really really struggling with because i suppose if we know that harlan's out for this game and we don't have a longer term view obviously he's a brilliant pick for this week at home to palace but he has to do something um because otherwise i'm going to go into game week 18 with a player who blanks um i've just bought in when i could have gone for like a solanke for example um I'm, yeah not going to feel too good about it so yeah, he's the he's the struggle because I mean Watkins and Solanke would be obvious for me um, alongside Darwin. In fact, I'd feel very very good about that. Um, so I am struck, but it's home to Palace, isn't it? So mm. it, it's a gamble because you're going for that one game week where I feel like Solanke, you've got you've got three. I mean, you could even go beyond that, couldn't you? Like, I mean, Solanke. Uh, so game week eighteen and nineteen is a mirror of game week twenty two twenty three. So. You know, Solanke's two good fixtures in 18-19, they're repeated again in 22-23. And if you have a structure where you have eight attackers, you bench him against the tougher games. So I think it's a... I personally feel Solanke is like a long-term hold. I don't think he needs to be the make-weight for, for Haaland necessarily. No, I agree. And I, I mentioned it briefly on Scoutcast, but game week 28, because City play Liverpool, he's actually... And this is probably thinking way too far ahead. And <laughs> you oh, you like thinking ahead, so you probably yeah. thought about this already. But he's the, he's the best captain. Potentially, obviously, this is way, way out. But yeah, City, Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, Captain Solanke may, maybe, or at least he'd be one of the better options. Um, and in, this will all game. be very clear in January, by the way, before game week twenty-one, um, because you'll have the FA Cup third round and fourth round. You'll have the Carabao Cup semi-final. So by the time you reach game week twenty-six, you'll know which are the two teams blanking, or maybe, maybe, uh, yeah, a couple of teams blanking, or three teams. And then give me 29, you'll have a much better idea on odds of the teams blanking. And there was a question in the chat, for example, if you shift to a one premium structure and you spread the funds, well, I think you just go with one premium for a while because you will wildcard in either late in 20s or early 30s. Sorry, oh, I was Milan just doing scored. something there. Sorry for going silent. Um, I'm going to put um, up your flow chart. I was just trying to find it. Did and you I see know- it? I mean... I know you debuted it on, on the Twitter. wire and it's kind of, we've gone along along those lines already, but I think it's yeah. useful. Yeah, I think, I think I've think i covered a large part of what is in here. Um, but just to very quickly summarize, the left bit of this chart is basically that Haaland is okay or there's good confidence that he'll either be on the bench or maybe a start. The middle column is the more likely column where we don't know anything. And there you have three scenarios. Either you hold him, but you upgrade your third striker you sell him, but you still are conservative and you don't spend the money. Or the third one is you spend the money. 
and and you only basically decide that I'm going to be even if Haaland is fit, I won't own Haaland for Everton away because Salah plays Burnley and I will captain Salah and I'll find a sofa and then in game week 20, I'll get Haaland. And then the third option, this is where I'm interested in Alvarez, is if Haaland is out longer term and people are saying, look, there's no, we don't know when his recovery is. This is much worse than what we feared. Get Alvarez. I think Alvarez then becomes the best striker to get because you get him for... Crystal Palace home, Everton away, Sheffield United at home, a guy on penalties who's going to start games for for uh, Man City. Amazing pick. If if that is the case, then Haaland is out long. And that's where, I know we talked about people, hold. you talked about Zoff holding defenders or just holding defenders in general. That's where people who've, they've been patient with Alvarez, maybe they they just didn't want to sell or they couldn't sell him. They, they could be sat there with Haaland and Alvarez and you're probably in a really, really good situation there. You've got so much flexibility and you're probably almost hoping that Haaland's out because then you could do Haaland to the, the striker, you know, the three strikers we mentioned that you don't have. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's 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 the kind of luck which you need when you do Haaland out uh, and for it to be a huge success. Um, and I think this is. And if you're holding an Alvarez, I think Raptor has a similar team where he has Alvarez. I don't know if Andy has Alvarez or not um, because he does have Darwin, Watkins. I don't know if he has Alvarez, but people who do have him, you're in a fantastic position because you can just sit on Alvarez, see see how long it takes. If Haaland comes back quicker, maybe KDB doesn't come back. You're like double-hedged, right? You need both Haaland and KDB to come back early for your Alvarez pick to be a bad one. Well, exactly. And and, and meanwhile, you'll be getting the price rises because it's going to go crazy for Alvarez if, Haal- if Haaland's out long-term. I Especially mean, after the blank. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good way of summing it up. I mean, if we find out Haaland is out long-term, that's a no-brainer, Haaland to Alvarez, then you've suddenly got all that money to spend. And I mean, if it's long-term, then you could look at, start looking at spending the money this week um, yes. in, instead of waiting. But I would take a hit this week. If I know that Haaland is out long-term, I would probably do, and by long-term, I mean like give me 22 or something, 21, 22. I would do Alvarez for Haaland and I would do Trent for Charlie Taylor or something like that. You know, basically just spread it. Um, and and then we will figure out a way once we have to sell uh, Sun and Salah to get Haaland back later. Yeah, and that's why I think it's mad. There's people selling Trippier at the moment, and I mean they might well, they're probably going to want him. I mean, literally straight back because money won't be an object. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, um, I'm just gonna go now. Actually, if we go back to Rob's Rob's projected goals, so we we keep using Rob's stuff, and I haven't actually asked for his permission, so I'm going to message you later, Rob. He, yeah, I mean, I use it on on the wire as well. I mean, he's he's a good guy, um, and uh, hopefully he's okay with it. With nobody likes, uh, nobody dislikes publicity. So no, that's true. And his his Twitter handle or X handles there, so it's Rob T FPL. Um, yeah, I mean, really you already touched stuff. on Liverpool being. I mean, they're projected the most goals, aren't they? Joint with joint with Man City, mm. which is something. Yeah, I yeah, I, I just didn't expect. I thought there'd be good odds, but I didn't expect that. I mean, is that? Down to the Maguire injury alone. I mean, I guess it's Maguire and Shaw. Maguire, Shaw, Bruno not uh, not there. Of course, Bruno. Um, yes, and the team's just on on a dip. 
Uh, and uh, on the other hand, Salah's not travelled, Trent has not travelled for the Europa League game. So it's it's just, yeah, it's all converging to not a very nice game. But people are assuming it's 7-0 again. Look, we're going to be very cautious. We're going to play two DMs. It's going to be Amrabat and Menu. Um, so Liverpool will have like 80% possession, but that doesn't always necessarily mean that it's it's a it's a it's, it, you know they will score five goals. Um, I think yeah they will score two three goals, but it's not like a five seven nil which people are expecting. No, and I mean you t- you turned up against Chelsea didn't you? And then uh, and I mean Chelsea are, uh, to be honest I thought Chelsea w- would be higher than this, but maybe that's their recent results here because they're, they're two point six. I mean that's home yeah. to Sheffield United as well. I suppose there's been a small uptick in Sheffield United. I believe so. I believe that would be the case. If this was the old Sheffield United, you'd be three plus. Oh, maybe Chelsea if it's Chelsea. Maybe closer to 2.8 and closer to the Liverpool one. But indeed, I agree that feels lower. Man City, three goals. I mean, I see people with Foden and Alvarez. I mean, we're coming back to Man City, but let's stick with Liverpool. How are you feeling about Darwin? Does that change anything? So it did cut out slightly. I heard, how are you feeling about Darwin? I'm saying, uh, how are you feeling about Darwin? If he starts tomorrow, does that change anything for you? I don't think I'm in the position where I could let it change something for me because I, I wouldn't be removing Darwin for a hit. Um, I mean, maybe it would lead my team more towards doing a hit, but I've got Garnacho on my bench. So ultimately, no, I think I'll just have to start him. I mean, if he played 90 minutes tomorrow, maybe I'll have a, maybe I'll have a rethink. I mean, everything's crossed that he doesn't play because, and the, I mean, the same with Simicast really. Um, because I've got no doubt I'll, pl- I'll play Simakas over Livramento, which actually that's not something we've really discussed yet. And obviously it's hard right. ahead of, well, Newcastle are playing right now. Obviously Dan Burns back. Yeah. So I was starting to feel I was with Livramento. I was feeling a bit at the start. I was like, oh, why have I done that? Then my confidence was growing. And then you see Burns suddenly back and it's like, oh, the only good thing is obviously this week, I guess Trippier suspended. Correct. But then beyond that, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see, really, aren't we? Well, after 17, they have a Carabao Cup game. So that feels like a good game for Dan Byrne to come back and start slowly. And then Livermore gets 18 again. Maybe I'm being just optimistic for no reason. But, you know, maybe we can get out 18 from uh, from Liver And look, he can be upgraded to Trippier now. I think uh, it also solves my problem where I had tripled up on Newcastle. And my biggest fear was I can't get to a trip here now without selling a Gordon or a Dubravka because Livramento looked a good option till January. Obviously, Eddie Howe lied. Um, and now Livra to Trippier is just an easy move. That's true, actually. I mean, yeah, Livra to Trippier. And then, I mean, if Haaland is out a while, you do, like you, I mentioned Simicast to Trent as well earlier. So yeah, you yeah. could literally upgrade those budget-friendly ones to the proper the proper assets, as it the were, the ones league. who actually nailed and put up you know, the, the big numbers. Um, Correct. But Correct. to go back to Liverpool, I mean, I'm... I'm I feel quite fortunate they've got odds like this. I'll, I'll play all three of them unless something tomorrow changes my mind there. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be bringing any any in. I, I, I think the strikers we've talked about, I'd much rather have them longer term than Darwin because obviously looking at 18, Liverpool have got Arsenal, haven't they? It's Liverpool-Arsenal in 18. So Correct. that's going to be a tricky one. But I think for those of us, I guess, with lots of Arsenal and Liverpool, like me, because I mean, I've got six of them. I'm just going to have to rotate my squad a bit and, I mean, just basically play them and hope to get lucky. A bit like, yeah. I mean, we've had to do it before, haven't we? When City played Liverpool in previous seasons, we'd just play them all and cross our fingers. Correct, correct, correct. So in the Newcastle game, Gordon has been taken off for Isak, 62nd minute. 
this is good for the weekend, but long term not good for his minutes if he's getting taken off on the 60s. And then Trippier has come off for Dan Byrne. That's surprising. Trippier's not playing That's on the surprising. weekend. Surprising. I was just thinking, was um was Harvey Barnes on the bench? I don't think he was, was he? No. no. But Dan Byrne has come on, so he's obviously getting minutes now. If he can't play at the weekend. I guess he no, needs a long rest, coming. maybe. <laughs> it's strange. And they need to win, right? Because uh, PSG is winning on the other side. PSG winning? I thought they were drawing. Yeah, PSG are drawing at the moment. So, Oh, they're drawing. Okay. They're yeah, drawing, yeah. Or well, Dortmund also. So, yeah, okay. I guess Isak's come on because they're chasing chasing the game as well. So they've got Isak and Wilson. But yeah, these games are going to be pivotal as well, aren't they? For the for the fringes of our squad. But Correct. I, Correct. I actually think Haaland being out would be kind of boring. I think it would almost become, like you say, everyone's just going to be like, oh, I've got loads of money now. I'll buy the players that the no Haaland teams have got. Um, and then it becomes a template, just but just a very, very different template. Very different template. Yeah. We're, and we'll all be then the gifted wild cards. So maybe people will start using those earlier than we expected. Could be. I mean, game week 21, 22 might be a good time to wildcard. I'm saying it now. Uh, if things fall in a way where we think things can be navigated. I mean, last year, everybody was planning to hold their wildcard. Then suddenly game week 26, everybody wildcarded. So it is the time when you might think about it but this is still 10 weeks away so this is why well, i actually wasn't going to mention this but i want to now now you've mentioned an early wild card because i was looking at and i'm, I'm not going to do it my team's not set up for this at all but i was actually looking at you know if i was going to do like a minus eight or a minus 12 it would actually set up quite well for a bench boost and it wouldn't be doing the minus eight or minus 12 to bench boost but it would improve my team throughout the next three or four weeks and then as a side of it i've, I've then got a bench i could possibly boost which would then mean I wouldn't have to worry about the bench boost later, which I know a lot of people talked about pre-season, which is why some people did it game week one, for example. Yeah. Almost trying to simplify it. Um, and it also means, you know, in big doubles, I can I could, I could free hit in a double instead of having to be thinking about, oh, do I bench boost or do I free hit or do I triple captain? I what do you think, think about that? Boosting, bench boost during December. That's the only thing that is December, isn't it? So it just doesn't sit right with me. I mean, you saw Sterling was randomly benched. Mm-hmm. Now he came on, so it could happen to Palmer. It could happen to a Liverpool. I guess not. I guess not Liverpool, Man City before they go to Saudi Arabia. I just don't know if this is the time. I maybe I'm being little old school and not sort of thinking about it deeper. It's obviously very team dependent, but I just think there is enough doubles here that. You don't need to do it before. But I get the logic. I mean, if you else is bench boosting and you get a little lucky with every bench boost not working out because of rotation and your free hit really hits it out of the park because you picked the cherry picked the guys who are going to get the most minutes over the double. I, I can see the benefit as well. Yeah, but, and it's it's kind of having that Harlem money, like assuming we have the Harlem money, it's having that money now to to spend. Um, obviously, I guess a counterpoint would always be because players are so cheap, it's going to be so easy to get, you know, a bench boost later in the season. I mean, look at all just the cheap third strikers we can use. You know, we talked about Pedro, maybe Wood, Cunha, whoever. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. anyone who's got a double, you can, you can get someone in there. <laughs> I mean, Semenyo as as well. So yeah, it is December that puts me off. And obviously, there's something about doing you know a big hit, doing a minus eight to bench boost. But it does improve your team for the next three or four weeks. That's I the... don't think that minus eight can work even without the bench boost. I think given how budget is now in flux, 
I think just by spending your 8 million, some people are sitting after their two free transfers. They've done Trippier to Poro, Haaland to Solanke. They're sitting on 10 million cash. Oh, no. I mean, I would argue taking any defender up to Trent could over four weeks be worth that extra hit because that's just how much expected points Trent would have over any other defender that isn't called Trippier or Poro in the next four. I don't think hit is a bad thing. Obviously, it's very team dependent. But it's just the way place we are. And again, people without Haaland are very lucky because people are taking these minus four, minus eights for essentially their teams. And one of the funny things, actually, is while a lot of us are waiting here, we're waiting for more information, we're waiting for more information. Those players you mentioned, like Trent's going up in price. He's eight, I think he's 8.2 now. Yeah. I swear he was like 7.9. It didn't even feel like that long ago. And we were saying, you know, 7.9, that's obviously very expensive. He's 8.2. So if Haaland is out for a while, you could see Trent going to like 8.5, 8.6. And then people might start saying he's cheap again um, because yeah. we've got all this all this money knocking around. It's a crazy season. I mean, with, with one premium, low pricing, it's crazy. And it doesn't mean it's better. It just means it's different. Things are just moving in a different way. But if everybody moves towards the same place, then it's not ideal. But anyway, I'm checking on Trippier. It's just that he's hobbled off. He's not injured, injured. You'll obviously see. He's going to miss uh, the weekend anyway. So we'll find out. Okay. So just another one. I wonder if they flag him. So another, maybe that was stop his price rising. Him. Definitely flag him. Although his price but was probably about to drop, actually. So maybe that'll stop flagged. that. He's already red flagged. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they won't put an injury flag on him, will they? He won't get no. two. That would be funny, actually. He's injured and also suspended. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got everything. He's got everything. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know if we want to take some questions from the chat, but I had like a. I guess there's some people that haven't got three defenders this week. I mean, obviously Maguire went off injured yesterday, and I'm not just thinking of FPL mode, Andy, but that that's partly what got me thinking about it. I've seen someone with one as well. Yeah. Do you yeah. think it's as simple as just take the hits? Like it's almost like the perfect opportunity to to do it. I think if you're releasing some money from Holland, which you will. Yeah. Um, it's okay to spend a little bit and get a defender. I don't think it has to be a trend. So you don't have to like completely overstretch your budget. And if Haaland is back for 18, then you're 19, then you're struggling. But I think getting to a Poro has enough upside um, that you could put it. And now even Share is back because if Livramento and Lascelles are suddenly becoming doubts, because by the way, Dan Burn is bad for Lascelles as well, because you can easily play Trippier, Share, Burn, Livramento. So it's not great for any. So it again becomes trippier and share and, and, and no one else. See, that's the nightmare. Because it feels like with Newcastle, they're always going to eventually settle on the same back four. Yeah. But it's just, well, we'll and Botman could appear at any time. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I mean, Poro, he's the one that I'd, I'd, I do really want him. I just don't see a way I'm going to be able to do it. Um I can't justify a hit because I've got four defenders who play. The fifth defender I've got, he'll be back next week anyway. He's It's only a one-game suspension. And he's, you know, 3.9... Well, he's 4 million now, but he's a 3.9 defender. The price I got yeah, him for. Your Simikas is basically my Gehi. So... I would think that Gehi is next useful after... Maybe in game week 18, but I'm happy to get rid of him. So if... I go down the route of Haaland down to Solanke. I am tempted with a hit for Gehi to either Trent or Poro. And I need to think about that. Because I I can play just Saliba. I can play double defense. I would then be benching a Gabriel. 
but I just think I want Poro. I just want him and maybe just use the funds this week and get it done because this is my plan move. If Haaland was not injured, Gehi to Poro was my move. Yeah, I mean, Poro or James would have been my move, I guess, last week until we got the Mbumo injury. This yeah, is, this is the thing. We've lost two season keepers. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's actually, there's been three players I've had since game week one. and Well, I haven't had Mbumo now, but it was Mbumo, Saka and Haaland. And two of them, two of them are basically ruled out now. It's just Saka left standing. That shows how volatile the season's been. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you wanted to take some questions from chat? I think chat we should. I think minutes. we should take a yeah. couple. We've still got a few minutes. I know you need to, you need to get packing, don't you? But we've got a few yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, by the way, Captain C, you haven't thought about anyone other than Salah? So I actually, that's a good question. I did think about, let's say Haaland's out, would I captain Alvarez? But then I look at this. And by this, I mean, for people listening, I look at the the odds of goals and they're both 2.8. I'll just feel a lot more confident going Salah. So, I, yeah, I don't know what would change my mind to go from Salah to, to, to Alvarez. Um, I just, I mean, I Alvarez is not Haaland. I think that's fair to say, whereas Salah is Salah. Um, exactly. Exactly. And you never know if uh, they get a penalty and Bernardo Silva picks it up or... Um, you know, I, I just, he's not high in the pecking order where, you know, Salah is, he's he's going to, and he does well. I hate using this as, he always does well against Man United as a thing that should be in your consideration, but it is. I mean, he does, he does up his game. Well, actually, it's funny because Salah against Man United, it's one of those things. I actually, very many of those occasions, I actually remember where I was when Salah's played, as in, you know, when, like if I've been watching the game or if I had goal alerts on, like I remember being on a, at a train station and like Salah, I think that was the famous week. Was that when Havertz, a lot of people captain Havertz, was that? No, no, was yeah, the, Norwich Chelsea. 7-0. Yeah, so I shouldn't use that as a logic. Um, I mean, I think if I was feeling really, really fruity um, I'd cons- and not playing as well as I want to, uh, I might go for Solanke. Like... I genuinely think I'd prefer to captain Solanke. But then I'm talking about going Alvarez over Solanke. So. Yeah. So Philip T is asking if Solanke captain is an option. Yeah, not for me. I mean, I think Alvarez um, and Salah are higher. I would even say Sun is higher um, than, than a Solanke. Maybe I'm being harsh, but I would say, yeah. Do you know what's, fu- what's funny is I actually haven't changed. My vice captain's on Palmer at the moment, and I will change that. And obviously in a week where we've talked about vice captain... Um, so, like so much and I apologise to Seb again um, for, for Monday um, for mentioning it to him I heard that yeah no, I, I, I did feel bad but um, I haven't actually thought about who who I want to vice captain this week um, yeah I hadn't considered Son actually I don't know why after after the game the other day I guess it's just because it's away from home and and he's playing off to the left maybe, maybe I'll hold as well um, yeah but I don't fancy the Palmer vice that much anymore I've seen I mean I've seen Nkunku might be on the bench so I don't think it has any impact on Palmer, but I guess you just never know, do you? And I, I guess that's actually with Alvarez. I'd assume he plays ninety minutes. I mean, he's been he's, he was rested today. Um, if Harlan's out, I assume he plays ninety minutes. But it doesn't feel as sure as like a Solanke, correct, um, correct, correct. or even Salah. Obviously, depending on what happens tomorrow. I mean, I can't see Salah being subbed early against United. No, no, he hasn't even tra- traveled. Oh, what Salah hasn't. Yeah, Salah hasn't. So he's oh. going to play a 90 against United. Oh, even better. Yeah, I couldn't see, I mean, even regardless of that, him, him being subbed off early. Question from Ahmed. Uh, he still has Mbumo, so well done for being patient. Um, <laughs> would you go Bowen, Richarlison, Gordon, 
any of these guys, who would be your pick this week if you were going? Do you know what? People who didn't sell in Bumo last week and just got the two points off the bench, which everyone got, I'm really jealous of because I think yeah. then actually, and actually I'm glad someone's asked that because I think that's where I would be tempted with Richarlison, even though it probably is a little early. We know he's going to be a medium-term pick because of the Asia Cup. Assuming he's going to be playing consistently when Son's out. Correct. And, and top. Maybe and on probably on penalties. Yeah, yeah, he's a yeah. good pick. Would would you go for Richarlison or would you just? I'd go, go yeah. for Richarlison this week if I had the choice. I would switch from Gordon to Richarlison. I would say Bowen is close. I think let's not. I mean, Bowen's got good fixtures. He's shown pedigree, so I think Bowen's good as well. But uh, I would just say for the upside, Richarlison has some good upside now. I think that's what it is. I think Bowen. Yeah, Bowen's the the safe pick. Um. As in, you're probably going to get 90 minutes out of him every week. But Richarlison does feel like, like you say, the one with upside. And I think he's definitely going to become a bandwagon. Because when that Asia Cup comes around, people are just going to look at Son. Obviously, this all depends on what happens with Haaland. But people are going to look at Son and probably just move to Richarlison there and then. Unless Madison suddenly appears back or something. Correct. Correct. And even then, I think I'll go Richarlison myself. <clears throat> yeah. Um, question on start Simicas or Gabriel? I'd say Gabriel. Yeah, I mean, that's one I've looked at. So when I've looked at my team, which two Arsenal and Simakas, I've just, I'm definitely starting my Arsenal. Okay. But then you're looking at selling one, but you'll still play one. Not so. selling. Uh, either selling or benching, yeah. So I do yeah. want to, but but selling is a different logic. It's not because of this week. It's just that I want to release the third spot. Um, because when you play Villa, Brighton, those are not games you have to have to have them. Although no. the Villa one, they, they they did really well. So Liverpool again and and, and uh, Brighton, I don't need to have them. So that was the thinking, but I think they're fine. Um, question from Ryan James. When do we find out about the City-Brentford double? So I think there's good likelihood it's not 20 now, pretty sure. 21 is still possible because 21 is the winter break where some games happen one weekend, other games happen another weekend. They could just say, you play both weekends. Oh, that's so interesting. I thought that ruled 21 out. But so you mean, because that, that goes into February then, does it? So No, it's still January. Okay. But game week 21 is still, in fact, in in, uh, in Discord, Ben Krellin was of the same view. There's still like a 20% chance it can happen in 21. But then it can't happen in 22 because there's no midweek after 22. But 23 is possible or 24 is possible. So... It is coming. It is, you know, they can't delay it too much because City is, is in multiple competitions. Luckily, this year, they're not in the Carabao Cup, so they do have some free midweeks. But, uh, yeah, they don't want to leave too much for City because their fixtures do pile go far in the FA Cup as well. So it's an, it's another another tick in the box of Alvarez, isn't it? If, if there's a double, like you say, coming... He could end up being that hold where we talk about, you know, like we talked about Solanke. He could be like an easy hold. But if he, if De Bruyne is back and Haaland is back, then he's not really. True. Although I imagine a lot of people will just have him for the double regardless. I mean, it's hard to predict the minutes and everything this, this early, isn't it? This is it? why I like Foden, Salah to Foden in 20, because you know that the City double will come. And because City is out of the Carabao Cup, they will not blank in game week 26 either. It's going to be very likely that it's going to be Liverpool or Newcastle that will blank in game week 26 because those are the teams left in the Carabao Cup. So it's another geeky reason why I think Foden will be popular after game week 20. Okay. Nice. This is this is going to give me a headache having to think this far ahead. But no, it's, we have it's January. good. January. Two deadlines in January. We have lots of time in January to think about it. 
and there's also i mean we talked about you just buy players and hope to get lucky and that that, that is that is genuinely part of it though isn't it like the, the hold you bring Absolutely. in now i mean KD, you could bring in alvarez kdb gets a setback Harland then gets a setback and suddenly you've got the the best striker in the game um correct, correct. but yeah so i guess i guess we better wrap up there so Let's assume he's out. So just to recap, I'm going to put your team on the screen quickly. What will your moves be if Haaland is is out and the deadline is out? Hundred percent. Then Haaland to Solanke, and I'm tempted with Gehi to Poro or Trent. That would be my move. Okay, nice. And I think my one. Um, I think Pedro. It's time to go. I think I would if the deadline was right now. I'd bring in Pedro. I'd, sorry, I'd sell Pedro and Haaland and bring in Watkins and Alvarez. And then I'd probably bench Livramento, um, just because I think he's still on the pitch right now. I wouldn't love benching Livramento, but to be honest, it feels like the week where you know, having a first sub is not is not the worst thing in the world. Um, yeah, and you see how many minutes Simicas gets tomorrow as well. But yeah, well, yeah. I, I would do that as well. Yeah, I think one of those two, are, one of those budget yeah. ones that should be Trippier and Trent, <laughs> Livramento and Simicas, the, the B Tech versions, um, the <laughs> very budget friendly ones. Um, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, so it's not it's not going to be anything exciting this week. Um, I mean, if I'd held in Bumo for Garnacho, I'd probably then look at the Richarlison route. But it is what it is. Um, so yeah, so I wish. when are we next doing one of these? I guess it's going to be a little while. We will have to figure it out. Yes, yeah. exactly. I'm traveling, but I'll be on US time. So it's afternoon. We'll figure it out. It might be a recorded video. It might be something else. You might need a guest or maybe if you're not available, we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, so no, we will. We for will. now, good luck to everybody. Um, and yeah, we will be back soon in some capacity doing Deadland Dilemmas next week. Yeah. No, th- thank you all for joining us. Um, and just remember in the description, you can get 20, 20% off uh, for Christmas. Um, but yeah, anyway, Praz, I'm sure I'll speak to you before the deadline anyway, but see, see you indeed, all soon. Indeed, Oh, Milan scored. That's sad. Oh, no. By the way, if, sorry, I, I know we've said bye. <laughs> that's all right. If, if, if Newcastle go out of Europe completely, that also changes Trippier as a pick because then they'll get free midweeks later. But that's all for us for now. Oh, but Ed's, Ed might be watching this and you're like, oh, poor, poor Newcastle. And then suddenly <laughs> the light bulb goes off and like, yeah, Trippier is bumped up. And <laughs> First, it's the English coefficient. Because if if they do well in Europe, then the fifth team in the Premier League will get Champions League. Um, and then it's FPL. So we need to think about all those things. This is how fast Praz's brain works. We've just seen it. We've just seen it live. All right. We better go, Praz. All right, man. Take care. Right, see you all soon. Thanks, everyone.